Driving traffic using Instagram with Katie Wagner, episode 65. Let's do it. Welcome to the Rebel Growth Podcast. I am Borja Beso, and every week I bring you step-by-step growth and only marketing strategies that you can actually implement in your business to see some results. It's my pleasure to have you here, and let's start with another episode now. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode is about how to drive traffic from Instagram to your website. We're going to cover the drawbacks that Instagram has when driving traffic back to your website and how to get around them. And we're going to go through a step-by-step process that you can use to start driving traffic from your Instagram following back to your website. Our guest is Katie Wagner, who owns a social media agency. She used to be a television personality and now is a full-time social media consultant. We're going to cover the type of audience that you're going to find on Instagram and whether you should be using that platform or not. That depends on the type of business and the type of audience that you want to reach. So without any further ado, guys, let's jump right into today's interview with Katie Wagner. So Katie, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you. Oh, thank you. I'm happy to be here. So why do we begin by telling us how it is that you got started with social media marketing and into this whole world? Sure. So before I opened my company, I was a television anchor for 15 years. And um, basically, social media was changing TV. Nobody was going home to watch the 5 o'clock news anymore because they could see headlines on Facebook and Twitter or see videos on YouTube. And so I learned to use social media marketing as a journalist in order to compete with it and to reach our existing audience on the channels they wanted to use. Um, So about five and a half years ago, I retired from TV and I opened an agency to help business owners tell their story on social media. Hmm. And how long have you been um, using um, social media yourself, like uh, to help people? How long have I? Probably, gosh, probably close to 10 years now. Social media is only really about 10 years old. So. From the time it, it first started to come out, you know, we had to learn to use it so that we could interact with that audience because our viewers were using those channels. And tell me a little about your services and everything that you do for your clients. I'm sorry, you cut out a little bit. Ask me again. Yeah, I was saying that. Um, tell me a little about your services and what you do for your, cl- your clients. Sure. So we specialize in running social media channels for other businesses. They outsource the channels to us and we run them for them, which means we do all the posting, all the interacting, um, you know, talking to the fans and followers, growing the fan base. But we also create all our own content. So anything that needs to be created to go up there, whether it's a blog post or a, a video or a graphic, an infographic, a photography, a photograph, something like that. Um, Any of those things we can create in-house. So we do a lot of writing and make a lot of media and then use that to tell our clients stories and run their social media accounts. What would you say are the two biggest social media channels that you see people using? Um, It really depends on what the business is. I'd say Facebook is still really popular because Facebook is the most widely used social media channel. So 
Um, it's got the biggest audience. Most businesses still want a presence there. Mm -hmm. um, and then depending on the type of business, a lot of our clients that are B2B or more professional services, they use LinkedIn a lot. And then um, some of the B2C clients, and especially those who want to reach a, a younger audience, they end up uh, doing a lot of Instagram and, and Pinterest and those type channels. Right. So talking about Instagram, right? That's that's what I want to cover today. I want to I wanna tell our listeners one specific tip on driving traffic to their website using Instagram. What is the very first thing you would advise someone to do for, for driving traffic with Instagram? Well, one of the drawbacks to Instagram is that the, the posts aren't clickable back to your website, right. right? Like on Facebook and Twitter, you can put up links that link directly back to your website. And so people get frustrated with Instagram because that's not true. But what they forget is you do have a place to put that link and it's in the bio of your account. And so you want to make sure that you put the URL to your website in your profile bio. And if you're having a contest or want to drive traffic to a certain page on your website, you can always change that link to be whatever website link you want it to be. And then in your posts themselves, you need to say, link in bio or check for the link in my bio, something like that, so that people go back when they're interested to learn more to go back and check for it. Why do you think it is that they don't allow for links in, in posts? You know, I don't know. I think, you know, they're just trying to drive us crazy. No, I'm just <laughs> um, I, I think that really nobody knew how big Instagram would be when they created it. So it was about the pictures and about the visual medium. And then now that Facebook owns Instagram, I bet we will see the ability to put links in there. You know, we're already starting to see um, the ability to run Instagram ads come out. And so I think it's becoming more Facebook-like in a lot of ways. And so I do think we'll eventually see the ability to have a link in each uh, post or a post that clicks back to your website. But we're just not there yet. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, okay, you include your links in your bios. And what will be next? Um, next is, is to put a call to action in your posts. So um, even though Instagram is about images, those images can have text on them. So you could put a link to your website, the URL for your website, on the image itself and sort of watermark it that way and just drive awareness of your website. Um, and you still want to say link in, in bio so people will click back to the actual clickable link, but you can make people aware of your website by branding it on your images. Right. Yes. That's that's. I think that's the number one thing I've seen brands do, um, and always like uh, going back to um, tip number one. They always mention that they can go to the, their bios to check out the link to that specific thing that they might be featuring on that post. All right. So no. so you have your um, your URL, your your images branded. Um, what about videos? Yeah, I think it's also important to brand your videos. So just like you can do it on an image, you can do a lower third on the video itself, or you can have a slide in the video that has your URL to your website on it. Um, and I think just flashing that on the screen during your video is an important thing, just building that awareness and um, sort of driving your brand home. Yes. Um, well, you know, I'm... Uh I don't really use that much Instagram to drive traffic to my own website. So I mostly use it to, you know, connect with people that follows me, connect with my audience on a personal level. Um, I know I could be doing more like promoting my episodes and all that. Um, but 
one thing that I do see uh, brands do and, and marketing agencies do is using the reach of others. And I yeah. know you do it too. How, how does that work? Well, for a lot of our clients, we end up making uh, partnerships, essentially, with people that are on Instagram, right? Sometimes there are bloggers or influencers that have a really big Instagram reach, and their audience is somebody who would be really interested in my client's product or service. And so we sort of form a partnership where the the Instagrammer with the larger following agrees to share our link in their bio or put a picture on that supports our brand or our product in some way. And it's it's sort of a, a partnership. And then we would also share their content on our Instagram so that they're getting the exposure to our audience and we're getting the exposure to their audience. And if you choose these partnerships wisely, then it's not annoying to people because it really opens them up to discovering additional content that is in line with the things they like to see. You know, you have to make sure that your target audience and this influencer's target audience are really in line and they they really are going to be interested in your content. Otherwise, it comes across as a little bit spammy. But, you know, the other thing is I think half of all social networking or social media is the social networking part. And that means that just putting up your own Instagram photos isn't enough, right? You do have to interact with other people's posts and comment on their photos and like them and that sort of thing. And that's sort of how these relationships begin. When you see an influencer that would be good for your brand and you want to build a relationship, you start by following that person and interacting with their content and sort of showing them how you fit into their community. And then uh, you can deepen that relationship by, by offering to work together. How long do you think it takes for the relationship building process until you see results? Um, I think, you know, I think it's just like relationships in real life. You may meet somebody at a networking event, but they don't buy something from you that evening. You know, maybe you stay in touch in a few weeks or a few months down the road, they buy something from you. And I think sometimes on social media, it takes a little bit longer just because you're not meeting in person. So I usually say give it 90 days before you're really going to see that ROI and those results kick in. You know, you gain traction as you go along. So the first 90 days is is hard. You've got to put in the effort. And then the second 90 days works a little easier. And as you start to get traction and gain that following, it really um, builds your community and, and you do start to see results from that. Wonderful. Now, uh, for the past month or so, I've seen a lot of people using Instagram ads. Yeah. Right? Um, but how does it work? Yeah, so Instagram has just opened up their API for ads, um, and it, it's really exciting because it's something that is new and, and I think could be really effective for most brands to put their visual content basically in the stream uh, in front of people they want to target. And the way it works is actually through the Facebook Ads Manager. So you set up an Instagram ad through your Facebook Ads Manager just like you would set up a Facebook ad. Um, the ad looks a little different because it's image-based and, and less text, um, but you set it up that way and you set your budget and your targeting just like you do on a Facebook ad, and then it goes into the stream of the people that fit those targeting demographics. So for you as an Instagram user, you've probably flipped through your feed and seen posts from people you don't follow, and, and that's how they get in there. But as long as they're targeted well and it's content that you like and, again, that you want to see... Um, then it's not super intrusive and it can expose you to a lot of 
new things that you didn't know were out there. Do you know um, how the cost is right now for Instagram ads? Is it like super cheap because it's early on or? No, I think it's pretty comparable to Facebook cost. Um, you know, I think Facebook ads are really cost effective and Instagram ads look like at least at the outset that they're going to be pretty cost effective as well. Um, you know, as it builds, it may get less cost effective or they may change the structure. But right now it, it's affordable. It's just not open to everybody yet. So um, if your brand doesn't have access to Instagram ads yet, and you can see that through your Facebook ads manager, uh, you will in the near future. So you just have to be patient. But right now it's just the biggest brands. Wonderful. So Katie, any key takeaway that you would like to provide our listeners in regards to driving traffic with Instagram? Well, I think, you know, just never underestimate the, the importance of any social media channel for driving traffic back to your hub. You know, I like to think of your website as your hub where, where it's your credibility piece. People can learn about your products and services and how to do business with you. And your social media is kind of like the satellites around that hub. That's your authenticity piece where people network with you and get to know you and, and learn what it's like to do business with you. And so anytime you can take people from that authenticity piece and drive them back to the hub, back to the credibility piece, those are conversions that are that much further along and those people are more likely to do business with you. So I, I think that should always be your goal and today we've talked about some good ways to do it. Wonderful. Katie, any place you want to send people to to stay connected with you and learn more about everything that you do? Absolutely. So our website is katiewagnersocialmedia.com. And we have all kinds of social media links there, but we'd love it if you'd connect with us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, even Pinterest. Um, and we're really good at keeping in touch that way. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Katie Wagner. For everything mentioned on the show, head on over to rebelgrowth.com forward slash episode 65. Until next week, guys, go out, start driving traffic from Instagram, and keep on growing. 